2: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Okay, without further ado, let's bring in our NBA insider from Scoop B Radio and ScoopB.com. It's Brandon, Scoop B. Robinson. Hey, Brandon, how are you? gentlemen i'm good how are you good to talk with you man we've got action-packed playoffs but at first brandon we're going to have a little argument here because boy green and i have been having an argument so we need you scoop to 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 be the tiebreaker we're not even going to tell you which side either one of us stands on okay but Mm -hmm. one of us has made the argument that brad stevens that person believes is the best coach in the nba today so either agree with or refute that argument i disagree all right. I love you, Brandon. You're on my side. Okay, tell us why. And who you believe is above them. Thank you.
3: Um, I think that Brad Stevens is, is a guy that has definitely transitioned from the college game uh, to the pro game seamlessly, um, has been a player's coach, um, has been able to get um, talent, no problem for that for the Boston Celtics. Um, however, they has not won anything. Um, I think that Brad Stevens, uh, he, he doesn't hurt you, uh, but I, I think when you look at the current uh, coaches in the NBA uh, that have had the longest tenure, obviously Greg Popovich stands out. He's, he has the longest tenure in the NBA right now. Um, He is the modern-day Phil Jackson, the modern-day, I don't want to say Jerry Sloan because he's one more than Jerry Sloan. But, um, you know, I I think these days, the coaches are are, are disposable, like uh, disposable cameras in the 90s. But at the same time, um, the the coaches that have stood the test of time, um, the proof is in the pudding. So, Brad Stevens, good coach, rising guy. Quinn Snyder, um, I, I think, is the NBA's coach of the year this season. Um, but I, 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 I'm bringing a team that you know you, you didn't think was a probable team to, to, to even be a, a seventh of AC. But Brad Stevens, not yet. I think I think that's a little premature.
2: So where do you think he ranks among the best coaches in the NBA right now, Scoop?
3: I think he's definitely top five um, as, as far as, as coaches currently in the NBA. But as far as the top coach in the NBA right now. No, I don't I don't think that that's, that's that's accurate.
2: You like Steve Kerr more than him right now? Yes. Okay. All right. We're going to move on, Boy Green, because, you know, you're just not going let's, to win this let's, argument. Yeah, let just lost. Go. We You've just already just lost go. to me, and you've lost to Scoop. It's two against one. You've yeah, already that's, lost, Matt. just move on. Okay. I told him he shouldn't dare compare him to Popovich, and that's the reality. You cannot prepare him, compare him to a guy that's had the years, as you said, Scoop, and has the pedigree that, that that guy has and what he has done. You just can't. You just you have to wait it out. He might eventually be great, but he's, he's a very good coach right now who's done some great things. But as you said, and I agree with you, hasn't won anything yet. Okay? And it does come down to wins and losses. It really does. All right, let's talk about the current playoffs. Let's talk about the Celtics going up 2-0 on the Sixers. Uh, is this a big deal that the Celts are up? I mean, they won both games on their home floor, so you're supposed to win on your home floor. But the Sixers certainly didn't look very good last night, uh, especially their, their rookie. So let's talk about what happened last night, and do you think the Sixers are in some trouble here?
3: Um... I don't. I think the Sixers definitely um, had the chance to to uh, to pull it out, but I think that um, I think that the thing about the Celtics is I think it comes down to chemistry. When you look at a team um, that's just consistently communicating, and um, a team that has nothing to lose, obviously people bring up the Gordon Hayward, you know, since the out since the first game of the season, you bring about about the Kyrie thing. But the funny thing about it is, when you look at the Celtics team last year, um, they they lost the Cavs and they had something to prove. And I think that the biggest thing about the um, the Celtics is the fact that they have veteran leadership in our offer an all-star. Um, and Jalen Brown, who, who's just confident, a guy that, that's been banged up but came in swinging. And, you know, I, I think that the Celtics could be up too 0 against a Sixers team that everybody thinks is, was a probable con- Eastern Conference Finals matchup up against uh, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, who are also up too 0 on the Toronto Raptors. I, I think that, you know, they, they managed on court, um, but – I don't think it's over. Um, I think that they did what they were supposed to do at home and if you ever sat in a in, in a Wells Fargo arena, uh to to watch the Sixers, um, they're gonna have a lot to be to be to be moving and shaking in, in that arena and I, I think that um I do think that it could be a six or seven game series. I'm not alarmed because um, I, I think that Ben Simmons and, and Joel Embiid are, are learning a lot on the fly, um, and I think that that, that Miami matchup um, definitely showed them that you know they they have a lot to 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 um, to make happen. But I think Boston is the biggest challenge that they've had thus far in a different way because I think that they're both a mix of young. And old, uh, older, more, more veteran style players on that team, but um, I, I think the series can still go six or seven games. I don't, I don't think it's over by any stretch of the imagination. I think that'd be disrespectful to to just think that the Sixers are done. Um, so I, I think it's going to be an interesting series, but I still do think six or seven games um, it could could be the, the, the actuality for both teams.
2: The favorite in the East is who, Scoopy? Just that simple. Okay. See, I'm with him, man. All right. We're just so, on the same but, page. So, yeah, why don't we just keep talking about that? <laughs> LeBronto. Yeah. Uh, we got n- a new the, name. The, the, yeah, got a new name. You like yeah. the new nickname, LeBronto.
3: <laughs> that's God's plan. That's Drake. That's, that's, that's uh... <laughs> i I think, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Um, watching both games, um, the, the Raptors and the, and the Cavaliers, um, I think the thing about this matchup that stands out um I think people want to hate LeBron. I think but LeBron is, and I've said this on your show all year, I think he's been zeroed in the focus um, in, in a way that, you know, is Jordan-like. And I think the thing that, that, that makes um, the, the series interesting is, you know, I think De- DeMar DeRozan has had a great year. Kyle Lowry has had a great year. Um, but I think the thing that's hurting uh, Toronto most is they just don't seem keyed in or or focused the same way. Um, You know, that game one, Toronto definitely had in the bag, but it comes down to um, just the little things. You know, I think that in that series, um, they really had the chance to close it out. And I think that when when you have experience, when you have championship experience, playoff experience, um, I'm not... Counting on uh, uh to to bring the, the milk home. Um, I think that um, it, it looked like Charles Smith against the Knicks uh, in the playoffs yeah. uh, when he missed those shots and to to a bit close it out. And, and and LeBron in Game One, um, it's like nobody can guard him. It's literally like playing with Michael Vick and Matt in two thousand and four. He's unstoppable, and um, it, it's a shame that they just keep. Going to the drawing board and, and putting teams together, um, but but they still can't compete with LeBron James. It's almost like you're not even competing with a team. being against LeBron James and other guys, he puts on his pickup game, uh, his, his YMCA uh, gym pickup team, and they just can't find a way a combination to, to 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 make it happen. And I think this series is a little different uh, than the Philly and, and Boston series. I, I think it comes down to just heart. And I just don't uh, think that they have it. And if I'm LeBron, I'm feeling like Michael B. Jordan and uh, saying, is this your king? Is this your king? It's related to to, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, And and I think that uh, LeBron can say Wakanda forever, and he's winning.
2: And when you look at uh, the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, has he taken this as far as it can go, or is this a real series here between the Houston Rockets and the Jazz? I
3: think that's going to be a competitive series, um, and I think that um, Houston kind of needs this uh, in order to go – uh, to to uh, the conference finals against you know presumably the Golden State Warriors um, because I think that um, again I mentioned Quinn Snyder an huh, improbable season for uh, the Utah Jazz but I I think legitimately this can be a competitive six seven game carry. Um and I think the thing about it is it's not just Donovan Mitchell you know Joe Inglis has, has been playing his tail off um, and I and I think that. Uh, Louis O'Bear has proved why he is the defensive player of the year this season. Um, And and I think that um, it it just feels like 90s, at least in team name only, you know, who would have thought that, you know, it would be a Utah Jazz and a a, a Houston Rockets in the conference semis. You know, I'm thinking about the days of uh, Hakeem and Robert O'Ree taking on John Stockton and and, and Carl Malone and Jeff Hornacek. I I think – the thing about Utah is they're and it's similar to the Boston Celtics. They play a team game. Sure they have their their, their superstars but it's predicated upon um team play and um you know I think that Utah really started kicking in all cylinders, you know, mid season, um and it's carried over. And you just wanna you love to see a younger team Actually, dominate because it's always the, 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 the you know what people think it is. It's always a Golden State. It's always a, a Cleveland. It's always a, um, a, a a Toronto. You know, it's good to see new teams uh, like the Jazz or the Sixers or you know come in and. Do some, do some damage and actually compete with these veteran teams. and I think Utah, um, it'd, be, it'd be great to see them you know, beat Houston, but I think ultimately um, it's Houston series to, to, to win.
2: All right, one last one for you, Scoop. Uh, the Knicks have made their hire. Uh, David Fisdale, a guy whose name mm-hmm. came up right away, uh, even though he's a guy that was fired in this past year, he seems to be a candidate that was on several people's lists. What is it about Fisdale, and what can he do in New York?
3: You know, it's funny you asked that a, a, a prominent uh, assistant coach called me yesterday and said, man, what is it? Why won't they give Mark Jackson a chance? Why won't they give, you know, this person, that person? I think for the Knicks, I think they're scared to put a, a, a legend uh, player uh, like a, a, a Mark Jackson, who's a New Yorker, and, you know, plays, play, you know, for the Knicks uh, on uh, their payroll. But I think for Faze, and I answered this coach by saying this, I said, since Bill has the advantage of being uh, NBA champion uh, with the Miami Heat um, and being a player's coach, and it comes down to uh, whether players can relate to you. And, and, and I and I used a scenario. I said, do you really think uh, that Jeff Hornacek was really going to be able to be relatable to a Michael Beasley? And his coach said to me, you know, Michael Beasley's my guy. I know him. I said, the fact that you know him and you get along with him um, – I think Fisdale will be able to do it, too, because he's a player's coach. These days, it's about whether players like you. If players stop responding to you, the management has an issue. It's really about likability, and it's really about um, motivating. And it's about your resume. But I also think the next phase of coaches in the NBA, because NBA is such a Euro game, I think that you're going to see an influx of more coaches from that you've never heard of. Um, coming in the game because they're able to get European talent to come in. But I think in the case of Fizdale, I think that Memphis um, wasn't necessarily the ending uh, that he wanted, but I think that his his time with Miami and the fact that he comes in well-recommended by Pat Rowley. You know, the Knicks always fantasize about the past. And Rao was a former, you know, head coach with the Knicks and he comes from that coaching tree. You know, he did his thing with Spolster, and he a he, he was able to, you know, be comrades with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. I, I think that the thing about the Knicks is patience. I think the thing about the Knicks is you know, is he going to be able to handle the media? Well, how's that for data? He already has won the media over, which, which is, quotes. but then gets to be healthy next season. Um, what what superstars can they attract to come to the Knicks this offseason? What role players can they have? And I think that, you know, this is the last step of kind of changing the guard, you know, post-Phil. Phil had, you know, Hornacek. But I think the biggest thing for the Knicks is patience. And, you know, Dale is a, is a heck of a guy. And, you know, I, I wish him the best because he's got a lot of work to do.
2: If you were making the higher Scoop, who would you have hired for the job?
3: Um, I would have hired Mark Jackson. Okay. But, but I think Mark Jackson needs to be on a team that's already pre-made. And I think you don't always want to go somewhere where you're from because if it doesn't work out, that puts a big scar, yeah, leaves a mark on, on, yeah. on that. And 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 I think that Patrick Ewing not coming to the Knicks must have happened for a reason. Seeing your pastures with Georgetown Warriors, and I have to look at a Mark Jackson going to a pre-made team like a, a a Cavalier, Say Tyronn Lue doesn't work out, or his health, and he decides he wants to walk away after this season. And I think a Cleveland team, you know, would, would, would work. Um, you know, a Portland team. Uh, but I, I think for David Finsdale, I know Charlotte was going on. I, I know. Um, there were many teams that wanted him. But, you know, I, I think he's going to have an arduous task, and it's going to be interesting. I hope it doesn't ruin him, but at the same time, um, I like him. I like Davis's still.
2: Yeah, that's the whole thing. I'm with you, Scoop. I hope it doesn't ruin him. Seems like everybody comes to New York gets ruined somehow. You're absolutely right. Thanks yeah. as always. Uh, great to talk to you. Uh, great to get an update on uh, all things NBA. It's Brandon Scoopy Robinson Scoopy Radio on the Scoop at Scoopy.com. Thanks, Scoop.